Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and since Mr. Rennie and I didn't get to hang out on Tuesday, we told Andy to take a hike, and we're going to do the show today. That's get not entirely here, true. Andy's under the weather. Send him some nice stuff, and I'll ask for it early this time. Thumbs up, all the likes and stuff. That'll help Andy. It makes him feel, feel better. better. I was asking Andy how he's feeling this morning. And he just basically said, yeah, I'm just going to pound a whole bunch of like zinc and vitamin C and lay down for a little bit. I'll probably feel better soon. So I think that's a great strategy. That's what happens when you leave Andy alone, folks. He gets himself sick. It's usually mm-hmm. you blame it on the kids, but he is. He's all alone. So hopefully, Andy, you're out there taking a nap, getting some rest. And what did you think of the football game last night? The Baltimore Ravens, a team that um, you know generally has been a better in the first half, worse in the second half this year, completes the comeback victory. I mean, the Tampa Bay was only up 10-3, but to be able to come back, put up two touchdowns in the third quarter, and then hold on to that lead late, seemed like a pretty good win. Um, maybe the Ravens are right in the ship, whereas Tampa Bay is just lost at sea at this point, right? Yeah, like... I think we're learning that Todd Bowles is a very good defensive coordinator, but he might not really be the best head coach, and the Bucks cannot overcome the injuries. And I, I don't know what's how much Tom Brady's personal life is affecting Tom Brady's play on the field or prep, or if it is or if it's not, but there's just so much distraction going on there, and the distraction combined with the injuries and you know older players not necessarily performing up to their their standards. It's it's tough sledding for the Bucks right now. They're in a they're in a spiral, and the schedule doesn't get terribly easier. I think they still have like a couple challenging games coming up here. Baltimore looked really good. Looked like the second half, especially they kind of got back to the old you know running offense with Lamar throwing off it, and it worked. Got them to come back in, and they really dominated that second half. I mean, from the time they went down ten to three, it was just kind of all Baltimore. Yeah, and that finally knocks the Raven. I'm sorry, the Buccaneers out of first place in the NFC um, South. We'll see if the Dan's Falcons first place Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Dan's baby, just pumping back. in the background. He's not on screen, but Dan's just going. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, there is something happening today. It's my understanding we have baseball. It's not day ball though, is it? No, I don't think they play the World Series during the day. How are you feeling? I know you're not, you know, the biggest Phillies fan in the world, but you're a Phillies fan. Mom's a big Phillies fan. How how is the uh, how's the news family feeling here about the Phillies? We're having a lot of fun Sunday night. Um, we were getting the dressed. Um, my sister in law uh, married a wonderful Indian man, and we went over there to celebrate Diwali. And we were a little wait because my mom was jumping up and down and screaming and doing laps around the house after uh, the home run there for the Phillies to take the lead. It was that just was absolutely awesome. fantastic and. We are maybe a little bummed because I've spent all week trying to find some way to get into the stinking stadium for game three and game four. It is brutal. Um, like I guess it's just a last plea effort for like standing room. Yeah, it's just Jeez. exorbitant. So as a last ditch effort, if anybody on the show knows anybody with Phillies tickets and looking <laughs> to get rid of them, I don't even want them. I, I'll give them to my mom. She didn't get to go to the last World Series. She's the biggest stinking Phillies fan in the world. So if you want to help a mom out today, let me know. But um you know, it's it's being a Phillies fan. This is the ninth postseason for the Phillies since 1983, Matthew, and our fifth World Series trip. It's just amazing to me that a team that could be so bad in the regular season consistently does so well in the postseason. But I mean, it's they got some guys who can hit. And at the end of the day, I know all pitching is hot at the right time. Right, yeah, like they Bryce have Harper, guys who can man, hit, and they it. got. The guys are hitting at the right time. Harper's going deep. Schwarber's going deep. They're getting contributions up and down the lineup. I mean, that's all. Like, ask Dan. The Braves came into the World Series, the playoffs last year, eighty-three and seventy-nine. They 
just got hot at the right time and they, they won the World Series and beat Houston. Now here we are. Dan and I talked about it Tuesday. The Astros for like the third time in four years facing the hot team of destiny NL East team. And that's the hot team of destiny NL East team. The 2-0 and against the Astros. They're going to try and make Come it. On. I hope so. That would be a lot of fun. I mean, it's Again, I feel kind of optimistic. We'll see. Wheeler's been pitching great. Nola got kind of his bad game out last series. But, yeah, the Astros seem to kind of be what the Phillies are, but with the bullpen. So, yeah, it's kind of tough. Well, if the bullpen can stay hot, then maybe we'll get a chance to, you know, come ahead and win a World Series. Or maybe the Phillies will just keep hitting their way to, to a World Series. Because that seems That's more fun. entirely possible. And in, in the game one matchup, I kind of think that might be what happens, maybe even for both teams. Because on paper, you have Justin Verlander going up against Aaron Nola. And that is ace versus ace. But Aaron Nola kind of got lit up last time out. And he has been great these playoffs. And I have some stats here that I would uh, I believe it was DraftKings who tweeted out Justin Verlander in his World Series career, 0-6 in seven starts with 5.68 ER and nine home runs allowed. So with two starters kind of struggling, we're going to take a first half over three and a half plus money. Uh, I know these World Series or really any championship series game one kind of tend to be a little bit of a feeling out process. I think the way the Phillies feel teams out is by swinging for the fences because that's what got them here. So I think we're going to see some runs in the first five. Uh, give me the over three and a half plus money. I like that. And then I'm going to roll the dice that Jose Altuve, um, you know, finally starts hitting and gets hot. His, his two hit a home run. Anytime home run run odds are at plus 470. I'm going to take a shot with that. He's been really bad so far in the postseason. He's such a good hitter. He's been so clutch for them time after time. Uh, I like rolling the dice with him at plus 470. And then news, Dan and I talked a little bit on Tuesday. I think my series bet here, I'm going to go with a, a game one Astros series Phillies part of uh, game of the game one series price. It's like plus 510 or something I found fan to, at least that's what it was earlier in the week. I kind of like yeah. it. I think Houston probably wins game one tonight at home. But if you like the Phillies, I, I think that's a, I think that's really darn good value for a team that's hitting the hell out of the ball. I don't know if I like this Joe Kyle. Yeah. That's it's not offensive, but it's not, not. it's 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 a little much. <laughs> it's a little it's, much. I, I, it's like you said, if they're gonna score runs, that's how the Phillies have to win this series. Um I, I do like that. You know how much I like the game one and series bets. Yeah, I feel like NBA, NBA playoffs so you take that's just about fun. every series or every round, there's at least one of those. So that, that's my that's my noobs pick for this series. Give me give me Astros game one, give me Philly series. I like that. That's quite a, a bit of fun. So we will have some baseball tonight, but we also have basketball. That's what I really Oops. like. It. Uh, it's kind of an interesting group of picks that I have tonight. As usual, it's a big slate. So just three picks for me tonight. And um, guess I'm just very pessimistic about how many points we're going to see tonight in most of these games. It's a big NBA slate. I love Friday night. There's a bunch of games to watch, but three looks that I like quite a bit here. Going to start with the Pelican Suns under 224 and a half. Um, looks like that's 224. I think anything 223 or higher looks good. This is a tough number because we don't know who's going to play for the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram is out. That is pretty much all we know. Everyone else on the roster is questionable except for basically Valanchunas and Devontae Graham. 
If I put everybody else in, I get this total up to maybe 221, 222 with some tweaks and stuff, but that would require a healthy Zion. And from a matchup perspective, the Suns have really grinded this team down. Now, a little different with Zion versus what we've seen over the last year, but if Zion's out, this number is 219 for me. So like this under, even if everybody is in, love it if everybody is out. So going to jump in now anyway, should be a very slow tight game you know phoenix probably takes the air out of the ball here tonight Knicks bucks under 223 and a half the bucks have also been a team to take the air out of the ball here um really struggled offensively not pushing pace kind of the way that we've seen them in the past and maybe that they should be doing with some of the players they have they go up against a Knicks team that really brings a high level of effort effort defensively talked about um a couple times already the impact of jalen brunson kind of how he unlocks a few of these players to be a little more aggressive defensively as he can slow down the ball, the ball handler and things like that. So um, really like the matchups here defensively for both teams. They can slow each other down now. Not that anybody can guard Giannis, but um, Knicks have enough of bodies to throw in there and they'll be sure to double team and kind of set up that wall that slowed down Giannis in the past. Pacers Wizards under 229. Um, I think the market is overreacting here a little bit to some high scoring Pacers game against Pacers games against different teams. The Wizards have been very slow, again, really taking the air out of the ball. And that's what you see with Porzingis teams. Um, they try to slow the ball down for him so he can get in position, do things offensively. And that takes time off the clock. And as the, the clock ticks, there's less points. 229, pretty high for me. I have this closer to 223, maybe 224 as I start to change some stuff. So three unders for me tonight 224, 223 and a half, and 229. Again, Pelican Suns, I'll take that 223 or higher. Knicks Bucks, 222 or higher. Um, and then the last one, pretty close to just on that number. So I, I did have a question here because uh, Alyssa was asking me about a she, – she likes taking the first basket props for any of these games, and you are big on first touchdown score props in prime time. Is there's there's actually like some psych, some reasoning and thinking behind that? Is there any reasoning or like strategy behind first basket score props? She's looking for one into like the, the Bulls Spurs game tonight. Like, is there some reasoning behind that? Do you look for like a big man? Do you look for like a star player? Or do you really try and find some some juicy odds like you do on uh, on first touchdown scores? You got to really learn each team. There's a good account out there, NBA First Basket. Um, he tweets out some fun stuff. Um, I like oh. going back and forth with him. He actually does some Twitter. first touchdown score stuff. But yeah, a lot of it has to do with some teams do a much better job of winning the tip. And if you have the first possession, you're more likely to score. So go through and start start there. Start with who you think is going to win the tip. Um, you know, unfortunately, like in Uncut Gems, you can't really bet on that. So there's not a line for that. But, you know, certain teams you can tell who has better centers, who generally wins the tap. Start from there and then try to learn each team's habits. Some of those teams that do win the tap have plays built off the tap. Well, you'll see the guy who's going to win kind of knows he's going to win, gets it out to a certain player and, and there's kind of a rhythm there. So a lot of it is learning kind of team tendencies early on. It is pretty tough to handicap, though. Uh, from my perspective, I think you got to sit and watch the games a little bit. So what I tell her is try to figure out if the Bulls are going to win the tip or not. And if they do, try to think about what, you know, some of those early plays have looked for the Bulls. Again, going up against the Spurs, you'll have Pertle, I guess, taking the tip against Vucevic probably. Vucevic. Um, yeah, probably 50-50 there. So, you know, just try to figure out what the Bulls' offense looks early. Pick a player you like. Again, always better to go for a higher number, I think, just because you generally have a better return there. And then hope they win the tip and you get lucky. All right, I like it. Yeah, like Sean, I'm seeing here that the Magic, I don't know what to do with the Magic. They're basically all of a sudden have a cluster injury at point guard. Cole Anthony's out tonight. Markel Fultz is out tonight. Jalen Suggs is out tonight. So, 
I generally am wary of teams like that where it's not just injuries. It's a bunch of injuries at the same spot. So happy to kind of stay away from the Magic tonight, although my initial inkling was the Magic. I think I, I just threw together a, a fun, heavy favorite. It's like three-leg money line parlay. I think I had the Bucks, the Nuggets, and I think Timberwolves going up against the Lakers. Lakers schedule. I know you've taken their team total under. You took them to miss the playoffs. They could be realistically 0-10, 0-11. Like, it's rough. It's bad. And I love it, but it's bad. It's so good. It makes me so happy. I think we'll go on to it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch I think LeBron had an Instagram post yesterday of like, don't take for granted or something like that. It's like, all right, dude, your, your team's 0-4. It's – I'm trying to remember who said it. I think it was either Zach Lowe or um, John Hollinger on his podcast, The Low Post. But effectively it was, if you built a team around LeBron James where LeBron James is the best shooter, you've done a bad job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's right. kind of what we're looking at here. But – that's enough basketball. There's some college football, yeah? We got some football tomorrow? Apparently, we're in one of those stretches where there's football every day for yeah. like a month. 26 or 27 straight days like that. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I Dan had a fun no-touchdown score bet last night in Virginia Tech, NC State. I had the under, I think I took the live under 35, 0-0 halftime, and I was kind of like, had my eyebrow up like Dan you might hit this and then within like the first two minutes somebody scored a touchdown and the final ended up also going over 35 so two teams with awful offenses and good defense combined for like 40 points in the second half to really uh give us a bad beat on the under bad beat on Dan's no touchdowns for but that's okay we do have some uh some Saturday plays if you're looking for a full breakdown I will plug the blogger bowl Dan and I had a had a long chat uh yesterday going over the uh the top games and such from Thursday cards props, all that good stuff. But I do have a couple of games I want to point out that I like tomorrow. Uh, we'll start in West Virginia. I know it's on the, the bottom one. TCU number seven goes to play West Virginia in Morgantown. I really like the over 68 and a half of that. It's it's a high total, but let's be I love Big 12 overs, and they've been, pretty, uh, they've been pretty good this year. Both offenses are really good, and I think it's a tricky spot for TCU. They're coming off a stretch of Kansas State Oklahoma State, and I'm blanking uh, Kansas, Oklahoma. Like, they had four or such really kind of big matchups in a row at the time. And they've seen four quarterbacks either get hurt or, in the case of Spencer Sanders, be playing hurt. So they've kind of had a run of good luck of not playing the, you know, their opposition's best quarterback. West Virginia has JT Daniels healthy. Uh, it's like I said, it's in Morgantown. It's a tricky spot. TCU could see this as a little bit of a let letdown spot. I do think they're going to score points, but I think West Virginia is going to get theirs too. I think TCU is averaging like 520 yards of offense. West Virginia is around 440. Both teams can throw the ball quite a bit. So I see this as a little bit of a slugfest early that TCU kind of pulls away and wins late. Uh, but I do think there will be quite a few points to be had there. And then a uh, late night game, I believe it's like a 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern start. Going with UCLA at home, minus 16 and a half against Stanford. Kind of got beat up at Oregon last week. It probably wasn't quite as bad as the score suggested, but Oregon handled them pretty good. Still think UCLA is a very good football team. They throw the ball well. They run the ball well. They put up a ton of points. Uh, they're averaging, I think, like over 40 points a game, uh, at least in their uh, three of the last four. They scored 40-plus, excuse me. Stanford, when these games, gets to be you know, outside of – the 21-17 type of, of effort, they tend to fall behind and fall behind quickly because they can't really keep up. I think UCLA is going to dominate both sides of the ball uh, at home. 
uh, in this one after a tough road environment. I think they're going to come home, kind of dominate a pretty bad Stanford team. It was a fine quarterback in Tanner McKee, but outside of that, they're they're pretty not good. Uh, and I think you get a bounce back effort from UCLA tonight because they're still very much in the Pac-12 race. And if they win the Pac-12, they'll be in a college football playoff race. They have a lot to play for. This is a must-win spot for them. I think they come uh, come back home from that order loss and take care of business pretty easily against Stanford. I like it. We're going to lay a lot of points. We're going to go over a big total. No fear. Your your Nittany Lions have a big one against Ohio State on uh, on Saturday at noon. Big noon kickoff. Michigan already ruined our season. Who cares? And Look, but you bounce back with a win against Ohio State. Who knows? Not getting to the if Big Ten championship. State, if you beat Ohio State and then Michigan went out and then Michigan beats and Ohio State beats Michigan, wouldn't you be in? How does that three-way work then? I guess Ohio but State you, would be if, out because they have Penn too many State losses. Beats Ohio State and then Michigan. Uh, Ohio State. Yeah, to be both have time, one loss. And the, well, we'll both have one division know, loss. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but it will be a fun game. It's Penn State, Ohio State's one of the better college football ri- rivalries, especially of in the Big Ten. Or do they still call it the Big Ten? It's like fourteen. Yeah, they, they, it's now. it's like the Big Twenty Two, but yeah, it's the Big Ten. And for whatever reason, I think this is always one of those games that on paper, like Ohio State should go out and win, and that like it, you know play pretty pretty well and cover easily. But Penn State, especially when it's at Penn State, always seems to give them a really tough time and seems to hang around. Uh, longer than they should. So I'm really intrigued to watch that one. Now, it's not a night game, which I think hurts Penn State, but this should be a very intriguing one. It's, it's again, it's a whiteout game. The Penn State fans, every Penn State alumni goes back up for this game. So it, it is a really tough place to play. But in the meantime, just one tennis match. It's the end of the week, folks. Again, not very many matches. Sorry, yesterday went so poorly. Elise Mertens snookers us again somehow. Um, unable to hold on to win that first set and get us to two and a half. Lynette wins straight up anyway. But we're going to go back to the well here. Um, just one look that I like. Over two and a half sets again. Um, but in this case, finally start, got a number that I like here. Lin Zhu going to play against Elisabetta Cochiretta. Um, the Italian playing some really nice tennis. Generally better on hardcore. I'm sorry, better on clay courts, but is having a nice run here on hard the last few weeks. Lin Zhu generally does well in some of these smaller events. I expect this to be a very competitive match. Thought about just taking the over here. The total's 21 and pretty heavy juice, 21 and a half, pretty close to where I have it. But this two and a half sets line, plus 165 or better, should be closer to plus 145 to me. Should be a very competitive match. I think there's a great chance of this going three. If you want to just take the over, that's fine too. That'll cash if we go three, but love the better number here. I think if it does go two sets we go under so over two and a half sets in tampico down on the coast in mexico again very good sports week for locations of games and stuff yeah that sounds like a lot of fun dan thank you know, we should have uh, done brown bag live at tampico we can we, we could do that one day go to one of these exotic tennis spots we'll try to i think that's a good, I'd be good on, deal I'd be on with that and go ahead if, yeah. if right. it's a random draw, then that random draw would just be Ohio State because that's how that would work. The Big Ten or Michigan. State it's definitely it. not going to be Penn State. No way. We're no, I, the, it's Penn State would stand zero chance in that random draw, I think. Unfortunately. Oh, it's just brutal. But a lot of good talk here in the chat. Lake Show giving out a bunch of picks. I like just about everything that he dumped in there. Again, Andy's not feeling so well, so send him something nice. Give us all the thumbs up and likes and stuff. And I think that's just about it for us, Matt. Did you get out of here with no hockey somehow? Uh, you know, I, I only planned for baseball and college football because I didn't realize Andy was sick this morning. 
Uh, did not really look at the, at the hockey slate, um, but I guess my initial pickup trend of the hockey season from watching the Blackhawks is take Blackhawks overs. So those uh, those seem to be hitting pretty well. Last night's catch easily that it was six to five went to went to eleven goals. With the Oilers just, just bet Blackhawks overs. That's my hockey tip of the day. I can dig it. So even a little puck there for you people. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday with all sorts of other great sports stuff. Again, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff, and we'll see you then.